you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's going on, everybody? DJ Bucky here, Move the Sticks. Uh, we have preseason football game number one in the books. Buck, college camp is rolling. It's uh, it's football season, man. It is officially football season. The Hall of Fame game certainly kicked it off. It was exciting to see uh, some football, but to hear the commentators going crazy over Blaine Gabbard, I was like, you know it's the first preseason game, right? Let's, <laughs> let's be easy, but he played well. Uh, it was just exciting to see some of the young guys, some of the guys that – a lot of times, the, the back end of the roster guys, the bubble guys, the fringe guys, they get all the, the bulk of the playing time that first preseason game, particularly when you have five on the schedule. It allows you to really evaluate those guys. And I think some of those guys that we saw play in the second and third quarter, even some of the guys that play early in the fourth quarter will have an opportunity to make those rosters. Yeah, no, it was fun just to have a football game on TV. And uh, I'll talk about that in just in just a minute as well, some other things I, I thought I saw last night. But then uh, – we got some fun stuff on the episode today, Bucky. We're going to kind of go through training camp tours. We've both been out and about, what we've seen, what we've heard. We'll get into that on the on the tail end of the episode, which is this is going to be a heavy NFL episode. We've done a little bit of college football recently, but this is going to be all NFL. But the very end of it, we had so much uh, good content from those Pac-12 media days, we couldn't put it all on that one podcast. So we had some, some interesting characters and some interesting stories we were able to gather. So at the end of this episode, uh, we're going to air just a snippet of our conversation with Harrison Phillips, a defensive lineman from Stanford, who, trust me, stick around for it. You'll enjoy it. He's, cool. He was a beauty. He was a beauty. I think the big thing about Harrison Phillips, outstanding wrestler. Oh, yeah. Talking about a dominant player, that leverage. You know how we love multi-sport players when we're scouting. That is going to help him a lot when it comes down to the evaluation process. He's got a great story about uh, his wrestling, too. You're going to enjoy that at the end of the episode here. But, Buck, uh, first of all, before we get to our camp tour, anything else stand out to you from that game? I mean, Kellen Moore was made 
for the preseason. It, look, Blaine Gabbert, you talked about all the love he got. You're going to see a lot of simple looks out there. Oh, get I mean, the ball out of your hand, and, and you really should be successful at that position. I mean, it's a, it's a bigger indictment. If you can't play well the first two preseason games, then it, it's a problem because this is before you will hear defense coordinators say that they game plan. So you yep. get a lot of vanilla looks. You won't see a lot of disguise. It is simple Simon football for a quarterback. And so Kellen Moore is really made for the preseason. But I will say this about Blaine Gabbert. He certainly looked athletic. The arm talent was better. And he was a little firmer in the pocket than he has shown at times. We'll continue to monitor his progress and see because you're the Arizona Cardinals. At some point, you have to begin to think about the future and the future at quarterback after Carson Palmer. Is Blaine Gabbert a guy? Is someone on their roster guy? Or are they going to have to look to the 2018 draft to find that quarterback of the future? My most interesting guy from this game is uh, when you look at last year's draft for the Cowboys, a lot was made about Jalen Smith taking the chance on him, knowing they weren't going to get anything out of him last year. Mm-hmm. But with the thought in mind, this could be a long-term playoff uh, payoff. So they go and draft Rico Gathers in that same draft, basketball player out of Baylor, knowing that you're not going to get early returns from him. Maybe two years, maybe three years, you don't know. But you got a project that, that's worth uh, developing. This is just year two, Bucky, for a basketball player. Looked darn comfortable to me in the game last night. Looked very, very comfortable. Your ability to be able to kind of have that, that, that spatial awareness, the body control, those basketball players just have a way of being able to post up. He certainly looked good. As a second-year player making the transition, he looks comfortable. We've read the reports of him getting in fights, so he's feisty enough. He's a little more physical than maybe some of the basketball players that make that move. He has really given them something that they really haven't had. They haven't been able to find a number two tight end to really compliment Jason Witten. When they had Escobar, Martellus, they were hoping it was going to be Escobar. I know. Years ago when they had Martellus Bennett, they could never get both of those guys on the field. But for Dallas, the next – thing for their offense is to be able to evolve to being able to have both tight ends on the field it really will help in the run game with Ezekiel Elliott being able to create that extra gap and so if they can find someone that can help them at tight end it'd be a bonus the thing that I want to point Jalen Smith looked really good and I know it was just pre-game warm-ups and him moving around and we've seen some of the clips and stuff from him moving around in practice if he's able to be just a hint of what he was at Notre Dame for that defense he becomes one of their best players right away because he is an instinctive ball player. Who can run. Oh, man, he gives them something that, man, they really, really need to play alongside Sean Lee. So I'm knocking on wood hoping that he has an opportunity to get back on the field and be the player that he was. Yeah, Chidobe Awuzie, a guy that we talked to. Man, he showed up, should have had a pick. Yeah, he should have had a pick six. Uh, but found himself in good position, gave up a couple catches, but he was right where he needed to be, always in phase, and I thought he looked – he looked strong last night on the Arizona side. We talked about it in one of our uh, breakout videos that we just did, uh, which you can check out, by the way. We're going. Bucky's giving you the uh, the breakout players to watch in 2017, and we were talking about the Cardinals, not to give it away, but you, you went with a guy in, in Kim Diche who we saw some flashes from last night. I know the box score is not all that sexy, but you could see that explosiveness to get you excited. Yeah, you can't see the explosiveness. You can see the way he was able to own the point of attack. And for the Arizona Cardinals, who want to play on the other side of the ball, particularly on their front line, he is exactly what they're looking for. His size, his talent is beginning to come on as he continues to lock in. He has Pro Bowl potential and talent. Let's just see if he can uncover that, unlock that, and allow them to really hunt behind him. All right, so we've both been making the rounds on training camps, Buck, and, and these are long, long days. And sometimes, as as I know, as I get older, Bucky, the words are hard to find when you've been on for a long period of time, and every now and then you're going to have a slip-up. Uh, sometimes uh, you can you can get away with it, people don't notice, and then you do what I did the other day, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it does get noticed. <laughs> Enough about all these young guys are going to try and fart their way or fight their way onto the field here. 
So there you have it, Buck. I mean, look, some guys just got to fart their way on the field. Sometimes, sometimes sometimes, a little Freudian slip. But that's okay. It happens to the best of us. We all have our mistakes. I am hoping that I don't, don't have one. Like, I was just glad it wasn't a bad word. Yeah. You know? That, look, fart's okay. Yeah. Get away with that. Yeah, I don't think the F Everybody does it. After you. Yeah, yeah. That's the F word you can use. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 That's, that's uh, that you, yeah. you'll get slapped with a fine for that one. I tried yeah. to tell some people on Twitter that were hit me up. I was like, it's a scouting term. Come on. You, yeah. don't, you don't know. you got to keep up with the times here. <laughs> we'll uh, have to do the fart scout notes uh, yes. video here coming up into the season. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, aside, I don't know if this is public yet, um, no. but the winner of our Move the Sticks scouting competition, yeah. now an employee NFL Media Group. It's awesome. That's How about awesome. that? Awesome. Only fitting. Yeah. Doing a little uh uh s- some stats. What do we do? What is I think doing? I think yeah stats in the stats department. Yeah. What's uh, the I saw uh, that on Twitter? What's our fancy stats thing called again? You do those. Uh, oh, next gen. Next gen. Next Thank gen. you. That's next awesome. Gen stats. So congratulations there, uh, for him. So we, maybe we need to bring the uh, scouting competition back. We're already you know placing people in jobs. That's Buck. right. That's right. Saw the jobs numbers came out. I don't know if we got any credit for that. But that's one. <laughs> that's one. That's more for us. That's one for us. Uh, where'd you go, Buck? What'd you see? I went to Green Bay, and I went to the Minnesota Vikings. When I went to Green Bay, I was really excited because I wanted to see a couple of different things when I went to Green Bay. I was fascinated by this offense and what they would continue to evolve to with Ty, Mon- Ty Montgomery making the transition from wide receiver to running back. And he is as good as advertised. The stuff that we've heard about him kind of growing into that position, you see. And you also see the excitement when you look at um, the way they're deploying him in the dot position behind Aaron Rodgers, out wide as a number one receiver, being able to really move him around. But then when you add the pieces that they added at tight end, Lance Kendricks and Martellus Bennett. I forgot about Kendricks. You know, Mike McCarthy talked about they want to be able to run the football, have balance. If they can get back to running the football, particularly down the stretch, it's going to allow their offense to be dangerous. Then when you flip on the other side of the ball, on defense, young cornerback Kevin King being able to step up. He's been going with the ones. They have been asking Aaron Rodgers to throw at him Test him to out try a little and bit, get huh? him ready. But he has been really, really good in coverage. They have a lot of talented players. They have the the pieces that you really like to see at wide receiver, at defensive back. Quentin Rollins is beginning to come on. This is a team that I think is primed to make a run. They still need to be a little bit better on defense. But that offense is going to be so good that it's going to take 30 points to beat the Green Bay Packers because offensively I think they're going to score 28 to 29 points a game without really putting in a full effort in terms of trying to push the pace. All right, give me the early scouting report um, because he was one of our favorite guys coming through here in Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is good. He really has shown up. He has been a nice, nice running back for them. He, he He's been able to kind of get in the mix. He's had some reps with number ones, physical, learning it, understanding and processing it. But – Really, when you talk to the Packers people, they really love Ty Montgomery and what he is being able to do. He is going to be the number one, but look for Williams and some of those other guys to rotate through and be uh, nice contributors to that offense. Uh, I like it there. Uh, defensively, any other any other guys? Josh Jones, a, a second-round pick. Man, Josh NC Jones. State. How about this? You're going to laugh. Josh Jones is playing a little inside linebacker for them in some of their sub-packages. Really? They, they kind of use them a little bit like the Deion Buchanan experiment. That. They're that kind of built similar. In Arizona. His – man – when you talk to the guys, Mike Daniels and some of the other guys that have been around that team for a long time, Morgan Burnett, when they talk about Josh Jones, they talk about him being a little different. He has come in very quiet, but he carries a big stick, physical, ornery, picking up the defense, learning multiple positions. He's one of the guys keep your eye on as a defensive rookie of the candidate because he's going to give them a lot of different um, 
He's going to be a stat stuffer in terms of the way that he contributes in a variety of ways. I like it, Bucky. That's good stuff there. All right, now we got uh, – I'll go through one of the teams I went through. I went to the first stop for me was the Eagles. Mm. So a lot of you know guys I still know there haven't worked there. And I got to tell you, Bucky, the ball barely hit the ground with Carson Wentz. Got to like that. That's he what I expect to see in practice. Totally dialed in. Alshon Jeffrey just contorting his body and making the same crazy catches he always does. Um, I know – I think some people are worried he's with his shoulder and he's missed like three or four – look. They're putting him on ice. They they know. No need. They saw plenty. They're no, good to go. No, with him. no need. He's been good all offseason. You don't need to see a whole lot of him in the preseason. So don't freak out if you're if if you're in fantasy football. If you're a fan of the Eagles, he's going to be just fine. And Torrey Smith, they told me all throughout the offseason, barely dropped the football, caught it really well. The day I was there, he got on top of coverage repeatedly, tracked the ball easy, didn't have any drops. The uh, you know the the flip side of that is the corner is a legit concern for this football team. Uh, at the receiver position, I think they're in great shape. Nelson Aguilar has had a total rebirth. He's in the slot. He's going to live in the slot. He's going to be their slot receiver. I'll be shocked if he's not. I don't know what that means for uh, for Jordan Matthews. Well, I think Nelson Aguilar, like to be, to be honest, I think athletically he's a little more dynamic. Uh, it's not a lot more dynamic. You and, know, and so last year, remember last year against the Seahawks, he got he just turned Richard Sherman inside out. We dropped the ball. Yes. Getting separation was not his issue last he's Just year. finishing the play. Just being able to finish. And he was he was doing a nice job, and it sounds like he's really focused. And I think it's kind of a, a, a bigger discussion there. Mac Hollins, by the way, another rookie that really, really – He's going to be really good on special teams. Could be a pro bowler on special teams. I think he's he could be kind of like Kasim Osgood was. He's Ooh. a better receiver yep. than Kasim was. But um, to me, the interesting thing is when you have a guy like, like last year really – Nelson Aguilar, you're trying to force him to be a, a two. You really don't even have a one. Maybe he's even trying to be the lead yes. guy. Now you come in and say, look, we, you're number three. Okay, It just puts everybody right in the right pecking order. The right pecking order. And, and it releases it, some of that pressure, I think, on these guys. And it really matters. I mean, you have to be positioned in the right role to have success. And for him, he's not really comfortable being a lead horse. He is a guy that is really more comfortable being kind of in the pack. You put him at number three, I think you have a, a lot more success with him than you have in other places. So you've got uh, some other guys rolling through there. Sheldon Gibson, their fifth-round pick, he struggled to catch the ball kind of throughout camp. Greg Ward was my sleeper. The quarterback from Houston, Bucky. They've used him in the slot some. This is one of those ones where it's going to be a tough decision for them. He could show out in the preseason. You might have difficulty uh, sneaking him down. Another guy who I was not familiar with at all, and it was one of those ask around, who the heck is number 84? Marcus Johnson, who is from Texas, who had had some injuries there. This is second year for him. He was outstanding. I mean, this team last year where they were receiver-wise to where they are this year, uh, they're going to end up either trading or cutting some pretty good players. I mean, they, they they have to. I mean, the reports have been glowing about their wide receivers and, and the things that those guys have been doing. You talked about Nelson Aguilar showing the ability to really separate names, finishing the play, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, and Carson Wentz. To talk about the type A, really digging into it, being the grind, to getting everyone on the same page, it's working out for the Philadelphia Eagles. They expanded a top pick because they believed he was the franchise quarterback. Right now the returns are promising because – he has really taken the position and taken the leadership mantle and given them exactly what they expect. Zach Ertz, again, another member of this offense. Offensive line looks good. I think they're going to score a bunch of points. Now, the question to me is on the defensive side of the ball, can this defensive front that's very gifted, can they get home before they get exposed on the outside? They're good at safety. Malcolm Jenkins and McLeod, Rodney McLeod, they're, they're, that's a solid duo right there. At the corner position, man, they got turned inside out the, the days I was there. Jalen Mills, I think, is okay. Um, Sidney Jones, obviously the long-term answer, but I don't know when we'll see him, if we'll see him this year. 
coming off the Achilles. Rasul Douglas was a little bit of a roller coaster up and down, as you'd expect with the rookie. Well, it's going to be some of that when you're trying to bring in so many young players and to play in the back end. The good thing about Jim Swartz, he keeps it simple. Um, and they're going to be a team that maybe has the benefit of being able to play from ahead. So when you play from ahead, you eliminate having to worry about the run game, and now you can focus your efforts on playing zone and really defending the pass. That might be better for them as a young defensive squad. I thought an interesting thing, I don't know if you saw Twitter, where Fletcher Cox caught some punts. <laughs> and now in the program, the media guide, he wants to be referred to as an athlete, <laughs> not as an inside uh, Well, the interesting thing, though, is the day I was there, Timmy Jernigan outplayed Fletcher. So, But look, I will give you credit because you said Timmy Jernigan going there was going to help them a lot. He has... The buzz is legit. Darling. Yeah. Yes. The buzz is legit. We'll see if he can carry it over, stay healthy, and have a big year. Derek Barnett, solid. Um, I don't know, you know, how much he's going to have to do. I imagine you'll probably just see him on sub, uh, get out there and, and rush a little bit. But Chris Long looks like he has a little bit left. I mean, this is a really, really good front uh, that they have there. Linebacker, they're okay. Again, corner. This team will, will go as far as these uh, these corners develop and take them. All right, we've, we've, what do you got, debated, there, We've debated before, but are they solidly in the top three? Uh, best lines in, in the NFL? Offensive line? Defensive line. I think I think you can make a case that they are in the top three of both, or they're in the discuss, yeah. discussion I mean, they're, on they're, both sides. I mean, they're pretty good up front. Yeah, they're, 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 they're a pretty good team up front. The thing that has plagued them will be their ability to create explosive plays. Now you have Arshon Jeffrey. He can deliver that on the outside. Before, you didn't know who was going to give him that splash. And then in the run game, how would they use LeGarrette Blunt? How would they mix in Pumphrey yeah. and Darren Sproles and all those other guys? That's good to dominate the trenches in that division for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, look, it, Dallas, we'll see. They have so many different players, so many young players that got to get rolling. And when you have – they're going to have two new starters on the offensive line. You're going to have three or four new guys in the secondary. Yep. And those offensive line secondary, Bucky, you know, is a communication position. So having chemistry and being able to communicate is a big deal there. So I could see the Cowboys maybe starting off a little slow and then get rolling as the season goes along. But when I look at the Giants and the Eagles, to me, it's can the Eagles front get past a very average, in my opinion, Giants offensive line before the Giants' impressive wide receivers can expose some very average corners for Philadelphia. Well, it happens quick for those wide receivers <laughs> in terms of exposing because they're a team that really lives with the slant game. Yep. They, they, they get the ball out quick. Eli Manning does a great job of getting it out to Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, and then you have Brandon Marshall with Evan Ingram. They're going to have to be able to man up and take away some of those easy throwing lanes, and you're right. If they go man-to-man, if they blitz them, they try and can those guys hold up it's dicey. Yeah, we'll it's see. We'll see how it all unfolds. It's going to be a fun division to follow. The Redskins, it just feels like there's no pressure on them. They can just go out there and play everything from prior. Man, everything you hear about prior, he's been How about phenomenal. that? I mean, you know, the Jay Gruden has really raved about the size that they now have on the outside with Pryor and Josh Dawson, bigger guys, guys that can do more not only in the red zone but in terms of blocking down the field. They say they didn't really get that when they had to Sean wasn't blocking anybody. He wasn't, but what Sean was doing was flipping the field with those big plays. So we'll see how that works out. They are an intriguing team, but this is a very, very tough division. Man, it's it's, it's tough to pick them. I'm, right now I'm leaning towards the Giants as a team Same to talk about and beat in that division, even though I know the Cowboys return everybody, and I expect Dak to be even better than he was as a rookie. I wouldn't be surprised if any of those three – if Washington won the division, I would legitimately be surprised. Any of the other three won it, I wouldn't be. I, I, look, I, we'll see. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Carson Wentz will come back to earth a little bit, but gosh, he looked good the day I was there. Uh, what about the Vikings, Buck? Man, the Minnesota Vikings, it is all about Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Dalvin <laughs> They're Cook. They're all in, huh? 
Dalvin Cook, everything that we talked about, everything that we initially thought about Dalvin Cook during the process before the character things and all those um, outside issues kind of clouded his grade, he is everything. Uh, as it, young people say back in the day, he is all in the bag of chips when it comes to watching him. I like that. Watching him right away, you know that Latavius Murray is not going to be the starting running back for the Minnesota Vikings. Latavius Murray may only touch the ball when Dalvin Cook <laughs> is tired. Dalvin <laughs> Cook is the guy that they are really building that run game around. We saw him lined up behind Sam Bradford to the side of Sam Bradford. We saw him in the slot and out wide. They are doing a lot of different things to make sure that he touches the ball. I believe that he could be a 1,500 guy, meaning 1,000 rushing yards, 500 receiving yards, and a boatload of touchdowns. He is terrific, and he gives this offense a little juice that they didn't have. And talking to some people, they were okay with Adrian Peterson kind of going down the road because now this offense can open up and they can do a little more spread offense, push it down, and really make it fit what Sam Bradford does really, really well. How about Treadwell? Give me a Treadwell update. Treadwell was the number three receiver. He is um, playing X when okay. uh, they go to their three wide receivers. Who goes in? Diggs? No, uh, Diggs is already in. Adam Thielen is already in. When they uh, move inside, I think Diggs goes into the slot, yeah. and then Treadwell plays on the outside. Showed up, made some plays down the field, big body, more comfortable, playing a little faster because he knows exactly what to do. They're still um, hopeful and optimistic that he will be the guy that they thought he could be. I think he'll get on the field. How much of a contribution will he make in terms of being a big-time player? I don't know yet, but I like the feel of this team because say what you want to about that offense. That defense is love. Jet. Yeah. Anthony Barr is really coming on and striking. I was there the day Xavier Rhodes got paid, and Xavier Rhodes is choking people at the line of scrimmage. We haven't even talked about Trey Waynes, but Trey Waynes looked more comfortable. And the one thing that they have is they have a tremendous amount of depth up front, and your guy, Dan- Daniel Hunter. Oh, yeah, he can go. Man, they are. He's explosive. Hunter and Golson, those guys being able – Everson Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Those guys being able to get after the quarterback has really changed the game. They believe that there are going to be some really good players that get cut that go to other teams and have the ability to start. Yeah, no, it's they, they have a very good roster that they've built up there. Anything uh, – is the rookie – is is Elfline, Pat Elfline, getting in the mix at all offensive line I mean, they, they're wise? getting in the mix. They think they like his toughness. They raved about it. But they were so um, – Hung up and caught up on what Dalvin Cook is. Hey, <laughs> who care? It's hard. It's hard to else. get away. It's, it's it's like Christmas when you have the really nice shiny toy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you get some socks. You worried about the shiny toy? We'll get to the socks yeah, later. The but we'll talk about the tag still on the socks. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that later. All right. The uh, next stop on my on my uh, list or my trip here was Kansas City Chiefs. So everybody wants to know how Patrick Mahomes is is doing. Full disclosure, I did not get a chance to see much of practice where our set was. Mm. was kind of further away, so I saw the first bit of it, talked to a bunch of people, but didn't get to see a lot of it with my own eyes. But early returns, Patrick Mahomes making three or four wow throws every practice. Not, you know, and they, you talk to folks, they say, okay, not necessarily always making the right read, but you can still get excited about, about what he's doing. Talent. And they, you know, talent. and it, there is no rush. This is, they are, you get the sense this could be Alex Smith for two full years, if not more. I mean, this is a long-term play here with Mahomes, so there is no rush whatsoever to get him on the field. And Alex Smith, his teammates love him. Everybody in the organization loves him, and they feel like he's got uh, plenty more left. Kareem Hunt is one that they really love. I think you're going to see him get heavily in the mix here. Wouldn't surprise me if this is his gig at some point in time during the year. Can do things on all three downs. Been impressed with the way he's blocked and caught. Um, and, again, not a home run hitter. Steady Eddie. You know what you're getting from him. Um, so they're very, very high on him. But – 
if you're going to say the one name everything comes back to, and it's not even close, everybody you talk to just says what you saw last year was just a tippy, tippy, tip of the iceberg of what they have there in the speedster on offense. Oh, Tyreek Hill? Oh, man. It is Tyreek Hill this, Tyreek Hill that. My favorite, my favorite story they had was they said uh, they had their conditioning test, which was like 12 110s. Right, Buck? So you're running with your skill guys. So they get to the 10th one. Everybody's pretty gassed. So they go blow the whistle. Everybody takes off. Tyreek Hill just stands there. Waits till everybody gets to the 40-yard line and then (laughs) sucks them all up. And they said not only did he suck them up, he started doing the figure eight through the guys in the team <laughs> as he was running the 110. Said it never, talked to some people there that have been in the game a long time and said they have never seen anything like it. I mean, he's an unbelievable player. It's, it's, it's and they really say remarkable. they say he is a great route runner. Um, I mean, they, that's what I'm saying. When I say that it's the tip of the iceberg, what you saw last year, <laughs> this offense, they've had a whole offseason to get creative of how to get this kid the ball. It is him. I would say it's him and Kelsey, and then everybody else is going to get little scraps. But that's Oh, absolutely, when they get tired. Yeah. When they get tired, it's almost like playing a video game. When you, well, I got to spell my guy. I can't his keep giving to him, down. so I need to find a way to give it to somebody else until his his energy level returns. <laughs> but Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, I think they're certainly one and two in the passing game. And then it's about having a steady presence in the run game. Spencer yeah. Ware, talk about Kareem Hunt, whoever's able to C. carry. CJ Spiller that. in the house too. How about that? Are, see what he can are, do. Are we, are we going to get a CJ Spiller sighting? I'd like to have that grade back. I'm, I can't wait to see the homes <laughs> throw a moon ball and just uh, say, go get it. Uh, you know? Uh, that, dude's, that dude's got a yeah, cannon. I mean, and he, the thing about Mahomes, though, is and me and Bucky, I think we were in agreement on this. Mm-hmm. We thought he was a long ways away. thought it was, it was a little early for him in the draft. But what we thought of him before he came in here and when we got a chance to visit with him, you're like, okay, I, I really like Impressive dude. I like the guy a lot. Yep. So you, you're buying into the person and, and buying into what he's going to be uh, long term. Defensively, uh, man, Marcus Peters looked great. Philip Gaines has had a good camp nice. for them, so th- they need him to play well. And then the the big buzz is, look, they don't feel like that anybody's seen the healthy Justin Houston the last two years, and he is right now, and he's ready to rock and roll. That's good because they need that pass rush presence off the edge. I know Tamba Ali came in with some hurt feelings, but at some point you're transitioning out of Tamba Ali being the guy, and you need to have D4 complement Justin Houston on the other side. There's a role for the veteran. He can give them something, but – younger, more dynamic, more juice, more sizzle. Those young guys up front have to be able to hunt the cornerback, the quarterback, and we'll see if Tamba Ali can do it. I think he's more suited right now to be a designated hitter, a guy that kind of plays in spots. A couple of things real quick on them. Inside linebacker would be my concern for that football team. Derek Johnson coming off injury. Uh, I believe it's the second time he's done his Achilles, yep. so we'll see what, what he can give him. Uh, Rameek Wilson is, is solid. They traded uh, DJ for, Alexander. for Pierre-Louis, Kevin Pierre-Louis from uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the one area on that roster. I say, eh, okay, that's not all that great. A uh, couple other quick stops here. Went to the two L.A. teams. Have you been out there at all to see no, the guys going, yet? No, I'm going next week. Okay, so uh, Chargers first, then Rams. Brutal about Forrest Lamp. I was there the day before he got hurt. Mm. Hated to see that. But to be honest, I thought the day that I was there, Dan Feeney actually had a better day. So they still have a young rookie that they're going to rely on there who can play center and can play guard. Tyrell Williams was outstanding. Keenan Allen is moving well. I wouldn't say he's back completely, but moving well. Hunter Henry had a great day. He's going to be a big part of what they do. I know, obviously, Gates is the future Hall of Famer, but I think you're going to see a lot more balls. Well, I think last year we saw we saw that. We saw yeah. that uh, Gates is kind of on the farewell tour, like just kind of making yeah. sure all. Yeah, right. I want to make sure I get all my parting gifts. I'm week, get all the parting gifts. I think in week, week uh, 17, 16, they uh, – um, 
if he caught that touchdown, I don't think he's coming back to break yeah. the record. You know, so you're right. I think he's coming back for the record, and that, uh, then it's Henry's Henry's game yeah, there. Hunter, yeah, Henry Henry looked really really good. It's funny you talk about Williams, uh, Dontrell Inman. Yep, they have some receivers, and like, so Travis Benjamin too. Like they they have some receivers, even without Mike Williams being available and not being able to do anything to this point, they have some guys that can do it. And I think what I like about the Chargers is they have made a concerted effort. They're going to be a little more balanced. So they talked about. We're not going to throw it 35, 40 times, but we're also not going to run it 50 times. We're going to take what the defense gives them. If they're more balanced, and we've seen when Phillip Rivers has really been at his best is when they were able to run the ball and really dictate the terms on offense. If they do that, the L.A. Chargers, to me, are one of the sleeper teams that we can kind of pencil into the playoffs. Does that lamp injury hurt more than Williams at this point? Well, look, I think they're going to be fine at wide receiver. The lamp is not ideal. I mean, no question. I, to me, Williams, they don't even know what they had. They never even really saw him out there. I mean, let's be honest. Phillip Rivers can take you, anybody else. That's what he's it. had. I don't he, know he's about done me. It. I don't know about he's me. Done, I mean, he's done it with a, 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 I mean, a cast of no names in the past, and he has some talented guys. And Hunter Henry, you talk about being in the middle of the field. They have enough offensively to get it done. I'm really excited to see – that defense, and I know you Woo. tweeted out about Joey Bosa, and I talked to Gus Bradley about the excitement with Bosa and Ingram being able to hunt. And then the two corners, yeah. Rhett and Hayward, and how they fit into their scheme. There's a lot of excitement about the Chargers. I think we need to keep our eye on them. They they could be the team that kind of goes from pretender to contender this season. My sleeper slash, just don't forget about him. Brandon Oliver had a great practice. Oh, yeah, there. coming off the injury. Yeah, so get him healthy, and if something – if Gordon's not rolling. I think you can get him uh, some carries. He's a good little player. And then defensively, like you said, Bucky, the defense talked to Gus before practice, and just he likes the fact this is a business business approach with these guys up front. Not a lot of ego, not a lot of talking. They just shut up. Work. And they just whoop, whoop a lot you. Of work. And uh, Joey Bosa is in great shape. He just bowled the crap out of Russell Okung uh, the day I was there. So uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna continue to build off what he did last year. A couple guys that are rotational. Darius Phylon started to make that next step for oh, them. Nice. He's a nice young player out of Arkansas. He had a good practice and. And I like Jeremiah Tachu as kind of that third rusher. I think they're kind of like Kansas City and Denver. They've always had that third guy. He, he's good, man. He's a good player. So when talking to people in that building, they talked about he is kind of like that missing link because if they can get him on the field, it then allows them to move Joey Bosa, one of those guys, inside on those pass rush downs. And we know how good Joey Bosa was when he was able to kind of play that pass rush three technique at Ohio State. If you can get Jeremiah to kind of do some of those things, they can really be creative in how they attack the quarterback. All right, and then uh, then was at the Rams. Um, so, I mean, everybody, obviously, first thing you want to see is how's Jared Goff look and, and what's that uh, offense look like. To me, you, you saw a guy that was more comfortable. Um, and I think some of that has to do with the fact that you bring in a Robert Woods and, and even Cooper Cup, even though he's a yep. rookie, you've got two really, really intelligent guys. They're always going to be where they're supposed to be, and they catch everything. Um, so you've got some reliability there. I, I still think, you know, Tavon Austin wasn't practicing the day I was there. And I don't know what you can count on him for going forward. They still need somebody that can just generate some some big plays. I like the two young tight ends. Tyler Higby had a great day. Gerald Everett actually had a bunch of catches as well, the rookie out of South Alabama. So some good pieces in place there. Goff, he, he, sailed, a, he sailed a curl route. He had an overthrown deep ball. But then also, you know, his movement inside the pocket's really good. He looks comfortable in there. 
Um, he just looks a, a more confident guy. So it wasn't the best practice I've ever seen, but it was a solid a solid practice. It was definitely a step up from what we saw last year. Yeah, I think it's going to be a step up, and I think part of it is you have probably a, a more organized operation at the top when it comes from McVay. McVay has a clear vision for how he wants this offense to operate with a young quarterback. He is going to he, – he has already, from what I've been told, simplified some of the verbiage for the quarterback. The quarterback is more comfortable calling plays in the huddle. It was a big adjustment for him last year. And you hit the nail on the head when you talked about Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Some of the issues that I heard last year offensively is Jared Goff couldn't get comfortable because he never could trust that his receivers were going to be at the spot where they were supposed to be. So now you bring in a Robert Woods and a Cooper Cup, two guys that you know are dependable and reliable. I'll call them Honda Accords. Yeah. Look, they may not light the freeway on fire, but they're going to get from point A to point B. They're going to be there when they need to be there, and they're going to be dependable. All you need to do is change the oil. With Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, those guys are going to give them a nice, solid set of receivers, and that is enough to allow the system to work itself out. All right, I want to get your opinion on this because when I was out there at practice, um, I had this little epiphany, and I'm sure this is not an original thought. I'm sure it's been said a million times in a million different rooms, but it's the first time I've heard it. <laughs> so I started thinking about a young quarterback, this, the key to the success for the young quarterback, and I wrote down, it's easy, three Ps, okay? Play caller, protection, playmakers absolutely so when you look at the rams what they did in the offseason you got to say okay play caller check absolutely you bring in whitworth protection is improved i don't know if it's great yet but it's improved and then playmakers the one i think they've got some good players but maybe playmaker that's what they still need to get that is a wild card and maybe that's what they're hoping for with from with tavon austin but yeah. That is the one thing, and I really like that three piece. You like that, that three piece? Oh, oh yeah, because that, I like that. That was Thank nice. You. Thank you. Look, you, you look so at Dak Prescott. Yeah, he had the three P's last year as a rookie. How about that? Yeah, right, I mean, right that, on down. And look is, and look that, at where Carson Wentz is right now. Right, so, that, and that added is the playmaker. That is actually how it works, and I think it depends on, especially if you don't have one of those handful of elite quarterbacks that we talk about. And it's really only three or four of them. Yeah. We talk about Brady, Rodgers, Breeze. Roethlisberger maybe, whoever else you want to put in there. Everyone else, you got to make sure that they're surrounded and put in the right environment. And so it does come down to the play caller. Can the play caller take what the quarterback does really, really well and find a way to creatively do that over and over again from a bunch of different sets? Can they protect him where he doesn't get hit and doesn't uh, develop the yips where he won't stand tall in the pocket? And then can you surround him by enough playmakers where those two-yard passes can become 15-yard gains? And so if you can do that, all your young quarterbacks can kind of grow. And we're seeing that in some other places. Tennessee, we've seen what they've been able to do with the personnel they've added. We saw what they're doing in Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston and some of the weapons that they've had. If you want your young quarterbacks to succeed, you have to have a plan. It's more than just picking the guy off the board. So I talked to Goff after practice, and I mentioned to him about, man, it, you know, you won't find two football smart guys quite like Cup and like Robert Woods. I mean, that's they're outstanding with their FBI, their understanding, football intelligence for those uh, they didn't know. But um, I said, how impressed have you been with Cooper Cup? And he goes, I'll give you an example. He said, yesterday at practice, we had a concept where we had a uh, – uh, we're supposed to have a deep over and a vertical. And he said, so we had an assignment bust. So the guy that's supposed to be on the vertical runs the deep over. And he said, in the middle of the route, Cooper Cup adjusts and runs the vertical. Ooh. And he said – that's not. That's pretty rare for for a rookie to to on the on the fly adjust and cover up somebody else's mistake. So that's what gets you excited. Again, Cooper Cup, first guy out there at practice catching from the jugs machine. I talked to his receivers coach. Eric said, Yarber, yeah. yeah, Yarber is a great dude, and he said that uh, 
you know, he, he had actually coached Cooper Cup's receiver coach. Junior at, Adams. At yeah. yeah, so so Junior Adams. It's, it's funny because I had a chance to work with Cooper this offseason. He came to an event, the Elite 11 Finals in Redondo Beach, and he worked with the wide receivers that we had. And I let him run the end up. <laughs> and the interesting thing, and looking at all the drills, he just had – because I asked him, I said, look, I want you to take them through a routine that you would go through to get ready for a game like yeah. the week of. All these precise endo drills and the language and the way that he spoke to him. It's funny. My buddy, Damon Griffin, who's my partner on the tour, knows Junior Adams. And he talked to Junior Adams there. And Junior Adams said, look, this dude is advanced when it comes to understanding. And so with Eric Yarber and, and those guys, because Eric Yarber was at Oregon State when he had uh, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson. Oh, yeah, and TJ. Yeah. He's developed a lot of wide receivers, coached in the pros before, before he came back to UCLA and some other stuff. So – Cooper Cup is going to be a nice play for I thought it was a nice fit for them. They got him at the right value in terms of where I thought he was as a player. But now he's going to outperform that because he's going to catch a lot of balls because yeah. he knows how to get open. He knows where to be. Last thing on that one, uh, Yarber said that uh, when he talked to, to the receivers coach there. Junior Adams. Junior Adams. He said that he said the only knock on him, he said, I, I would tell him, like, dude, go be a college student. Leave. Like, get out of the facility. Just come on. Go hang out with your friends, man. Just get out of here. Uh, but Cooper Cup is definitely all in. So it'd be fun to see uh, how he does and how he develops there for the young quarterback and Jared Goff. Um, defensively, talk to Wade Phillips, who's running the show there. He's excited about the group that he has. He thinks the secondary has got a chance to be really, really good. Marcus Joyner goes back to safety. He can play high. He can also play down in the nickel and do some good things in there. They bring in Nikel Roby, who can also play inside the nickel. Two undersized guys. But Tremaine Johnson, who's he's playing for money because he's going to be up he's after this year. He's on that franchise tag, yes. He had a great practice when I was there. It looked like he was dialed in. So this back end is going to be good. We know about the front end. They need to get, obviously, uh, Aaron Donald back in there. The thing that's interesting to me is when you uh, talking to Wade Phillips, it was really fascinating because he's like, look, when you watched when he studied Robert Quinn from previously, he's always he's always trying to win outside, and some of that is because he has some contained responsibilities. But he's saying, look, the beauty of having somebody like Aaron Donald, most people in the league, they're gonna fan out. Okay, so it's rarely going to get pure one-on-ones coming off the edge. They're just not going to let you do that. But when you have Aaron Donald inside, he's commanding the double. So you're going to be on an island out here as an edge rusher. Two-way so, goes. So basically what he said was beautiful. He was like, uh, look, I, how about let's not worry about containing the quarterback. Let's just go hit him. <laughs> <laughs> so he said he's starting to work some inside counters, see some spin. He's just, hey, the world's yours. you got an island. Two-way go, like you said, go get him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're looking at the way that they're constructed, their best pass rushers on the inside, and and that really is problematic because now, depending on how you shade him, meaning he lines up on a side of a man, he automatically draws the double team. That means you only can double team one guy on that line. You got four rushers. You have five. Yeah, yeah, you got five. Yeah, you got five protectors, and usually in a three-four, you're going to have five down. You can can brush and five a bunch. So, so they can do some different things. And so for Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn has to be the nice compliment to come out there. Also, look for Connor Barwin to reemerge as a guy that can be kind of like that complimentary sack artist. Maybe give you eight to ten sacks because he's on the backside. I like the pieces that they have. I just want to see what it looks like when we do it. And this Saturday, they actually are having a scrimmage. Yeah, are you going to go to that Chargers Rams? I'm, I'm going to go there. next Wednesday. They're going to do it again at the Rams next Wednesday. I saw it yeah, so I'm going to try, I'm gonna try and get down there and see what see what we can we can find out. How much fun is it to just talk about real football that we've seen? I love it. Seen? It's back. Isn't it nice? It's back, fellas. We're we're only three weeks away from Saturday from week zero college football, too. Oh, it's great. It's oh, be awesome. By the way, yep. um, 
speaking of college football, I tease it at the top. Okay, I think we got to get rolling here anyway, so I probably ought to just hit this thing. But Harrison Phillips uh, from Stanford, big, strong defensive lineman. He was one of the guys we got a chance to talk to at the Pac-12 Media Day. And uh, before we get out of here, I want you guys to listen to our interview with him. This is a fascinating kid with the, some, some pretty interesting stories. All right, joined by Stanford defensive lineman Harrison Phillips. Harrison, I, I got to ask you a first shot out of the, out of the box here. From uh, from our days going up through Stanford and scouting, do you guys still have the Versa climber? We do. We have three. Yeah, oh. we have three all attached to one another, so you can look at the person you're racing. <laughs> so who's 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 got the record right now? Um, Joey Alfieri has the record right now. It was held by Devin Kajus for a while, but it's been beaten. All right. For those that don't know, the Versa climber is basically a hell machine. I don't mm-hmm. want any parts of the Versa climber. There's nothing <laughs> exciting about looking at the Versa climber. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I've been I, in there. He free, no. They, they tax you. Now, tell us a little bit. For those that don't know, one of the, kind of the hidden guys behind the Stanford success over the last uh, really decade, I guess it should be, is your strength coach, Sharon, Shannon Turley. Yeah. Um, the guy's a mastermind. I mean, I know he's won a few awards for college strength coach and stuff like that, but it still does go unnoticed what he's doing. And he has a different approach. He really does take care of the athletes. And um, he finds a way to um, really push you to your absolute limit but never break you. Um, and so he keeps us healthy, and that's the biggest thing about us is, you know, do you want to bench 600 pounds, Harrison, or do you want to play in the NFL for 12 years? All right, Bucky, just put your seatbelt on because I know how much this is going to get you excited right now because <laughs> – as scouts, something that we love, especially in offense and defensive linemen. Give, give him your wrestling background. Uh, yeah, so I'm a four-time undefeated national champion. Undefeated? Yeah, I'm 29. I told you, you got to no buckle in. Now. Undefeated, never, never, no, yeah. no taps? No, never, never. 29 and 0 nationally. Uh, so I was very, very fortunate. I started at a young age and had some success, obviously. But um, the fashions with football, the money's in football, everything I love, everything I, I want to do is in football. What about what about when football's over down the line? Is MMA intrigue you at all? You Kurt, 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 no, I, I was thinking WWE, Kurt Angle. <laughs> More money <laughs> like that. Hey, I mean, the Rock. I mean. Thinking about Hollywood now, hey, maybe. I, I, like, I like the Hollywood scene, I'll tell you that. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought about, you know, what if – what if NFL career didn't work out? Would I actually go back to wrestling? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do hope, and I'm going to keep fighting until they, they really take that helmet away from me. Otherwise, I'm going to play this game as long. I'm going to get every single second out of this game. Um, the more I play, the more I fall in love with it. Uh, but, yeah, it is fun to joke around. It's actually sometimes difficult to think what could have been because I, I was probably uh, – or I know I was more of a highly touted wrestler recruit than a football playing recruit coming out of high school. Um, but I know that this was the right decision. I never double. double, double has has anybody roll with you at Stanford just for uh, fun? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in the locker room, kind of get into yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, my, when I first got here, Zach Hoffpower was like, "You think you?" I mean, he's only the like two hundred ten pounds, but I mean, he walk around with a chip on his shoulder, and so. It's funny to hear him tell the story, but he's like, I blinked and I was up, and then he's like, he set me down like a little, <laughs> just like a little child, like, put the baby to rest. <laughs> his outside single, picked him up, I held him above my. Ch- I was like, I just want, shouldn't have done this. Have, I'm not gonna hurt you, but you, sh- you shouldn't. Have easy. Shh. Sh- so oh, my my final question. So mm-hmm. how does that help you as a football player? Your wrestling background, the success you had as a wrestler, knowing l- leverage and techniques. How are you able to translate that and put that into your game as a, a defensive lineman? Well, in the preparation going into the mentality wrestlers have of being so individual and having you know all that on them, it, it, you become like a different person. You can tell almost in a room who's a wrestler. You know, they kind of got a way about them. And so in the training regimen, you know, you you 
it's a whole different type of training. It, nothing I've done for football compares to how hard wrestling training is. And so we'll finish our lifts, and some guys are gassed. And I've gone th- through those super hard wrestling workouts before. And so I'm able to go get more supplementals, and I want to be harder on myself. I want to be more disciplined. I want to find myself, you know, mentally where I have to be um, before games. But when it comes to the actual field, yes, everything you said, the hips, hips is so big in wrestling, and it's like the most important thing in football. And, and the firing off the ball, flipping your hips, flexibility, um, I can do the splits easily, forward, backward, whatever way it can be. And, and like having those type of attributes that, that correlate with wrestling and flexibility um, as well as extremely strong cores um, and body awareness. I can get into positions um, where I'm getting double teamed and other people might not feel comfortable. So uh, I'm just going to roll. You know, I don't want to plant and do something funky. I know my body very well and I know awareness and I, I know what I can do. Um, even if I'm in, in the air trying to make a tackle or diving over a running back, I have uh, very good body awareness that I can thank wrestling for. So it's given me a lot of things that have uh, put me in position to be to, to do some things with this whole football. Generate pressure and resist pressure. It's good stuff right yeah. there. Hey, we can talk about this all day long, man. I was going to say, otherwise, after a game, if O-Lineman wants to, wants to wrestle a little <laughs> we bit, can man, go. I said quit holding me. Don't make me. <laughs> oh, this is one of my favorites. Hey, Harris, thanks so much, man. Wish no, you the best I really of luck this fall. I appreciate this, guys. Thank you very right, much. Brother. Good cool. job. You. Appreciate my favorite it. station so far. <laughs> All right, Buck. I mean, what a what a cool dude, man. Somebody obviously, I don't think either one of us want to mess with. I know that much. No, no, I don't want to mess with him. I don't want to get in the ring with him. I won't even say the ring. I don't want to get on the mat with him. I don't <laughs> want to be tapped out. But uh, interesting player. I, I I think he's going to be a fascinating evaluation because that multi sport thing. His background as a wrestler is going to fascinate some D line coaches and head coaches when they dig into it. And if he plays a little bit, puts up some production. He has a nice future for him. A couple, couple takeaways too. We heard a lot of the coaches echo that. Two sport athletes are, are oh, yeah. really sought after. Obviously, that's 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 a big deal for for Pac-12 uh, coaches. And then also, I, I just love that's one of the funnier stories that we had of him just putting his putting his teammate him to down sleep like a feather, sleep little baby. Yeah, yeah. put him to sleep. <laughs> don't, don't mess with the D lineman. No, oh, that's beautiful. Hey, I got to uh, I got to thank everybody out there. I went on iTunes the other day, and we have a lot of new uh, uh, reviews reviews on there. So. For those that have done that, huge shout-out to you. Thank you for doing that. If you haven't, it's a huge help to us. Just go on iTunes, subscribe, and uh, and then you can rate it and leave a little review on there. Uh, anything nice you want to say about Bucky is greatly appreciated. Anything mean you want to say about Dan Hansus also greatly appreciated. <laughs> Just leave me out of it, okay? Just leave me out of it. All right, that's, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Again, football is back, and uh, we're going to have you covered here on Move the Sticks all throughout the football season, and you know we've got you covered in the offseason as well. See you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.